0: Live from Southern California.
1: This is the Jim Rome Show. What's cracking?
0: Welcome to the jungle. I am Jim Rome. We are live from the Fountains of the Bellagio. This show brought to you this week in part by Wendy's with Wendy's Breakfast two for three dollar biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want, limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary, not valid in a combo single item at regular price. What's cracking? Welcome to the program. Today is a very, very, very big day. If you're watching on CBS, Sports Network. Look at it. It's gorgeous. It is an absolutely beautiful day in Vegas. It's cold. It's crisp. It, the sun is out. It is beautiful. And I will say for the record once again, today is our very last day on CBS Sports Network, but it's a day of celebration. So I want to get into that a little bit later on. I will explain exactly what that means. On this Friday, let me open up the telephone number and line for you. I've got an open segment coming up next segment. We have an open segment coming up later on in the program that's really unusual for a Friday. Clones, I want you to get up in here because you haven't been able to really participate during the week. So today is the day to do so, especially given that it's the last day of our simulcast. We've done this for seven years. It's been an absolute blast. And believe me, we're going out on a high. Telephone number toll free, 1-800-636-8686. You can hit me up on the X at Jim Rome. And also you can email me at Rome, R-O-M-E at have In just one moment, Zach Moss will join me right here on the set. 920, our second segment, is wide open. In fact, Clones, if there's anything you want to say about this being our last show on CBS Sports Network, and we are going to move ultimately to the X platform, radio show does not change. Do not worry about the radio show. Nothing about the radio show changes. But if you want to talk about the TV version, the simulcast, anything relating to the game, next segment is an open segment. James Kelly is going to join me for a big head bet segment. I haven't gotten his pick yet. Really quickly, later on today, check out this rundown. Jordan Love, C.J. Stroud, Sean Payton, Will Anderson Jr., Kyron Williams, and Emmett Smith to close the show. So it is a big, big day and a day of celebration. It's not wasting time. Let's get at it. You have your telephone number but it's good use right now. We are joined by a running back for the Indianapolis Colts. He just wrapped up his second season with the team. He has been in the NFL for four years. Of course played his college ball at Utah where he was the 2019 Pac-12 Offensive Player of the Year. Big year this year he rushed for a career high seven hundred and ninety four yards he had five touchdowns he had a career high twenty seven receptions for over one hundred and ninety receiving yards two more TDs and he appears today courtesy of Sugar B. Apples I'm talking about Zach Moss Zach, about time you and I got together and did this in person yeah. what's up
2: man how you doing I'm doing good man how you doing I'm doing well how's this week treating you it's been good it's been good it's Vegas you know Super Bowl weekend it's a little chilly. But it is, it, right, dude? Yeah. It is. It's chilly. I was thinking I was going to get a little warm weather coming from Utah. Well, but you were thinking wrong, my man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it got me good. But, uh, no, it's been real good, uh, you know, just enjoying the whole time out here and things like that. But, yeah.
0: All right, so good. Let me talk to you about this year. The team itself got hammered by injuries. There was a lot of adversity. But you battled back. You hung in. You just barely missed the playoffs. When you look back on this year, what kind of positives do you take away from a year where the team never gave in and never yeah. gave
2: up? Yeah, we went through a lot of adversity, you know, early in the year, all that type of stuff. So, but we battled back real hard, you know. Fought every single week, Um, you know. Those guys in that locker room showed up each and every week, no matter what the role was. If it was different each and every week, you know, guys just showed up and did their job at a high level, very consistently. Um, That just speaks to the guys that's in that locker room, the coaching staff. You know, that's a rookie coaching staff that we had in there, first year guys and all that type of stuff. And you know, the belief system that the guys had early in the year uh, carry all the way through, and you know it's going to be really exciting for the for that team next year
0: Zach Moss joining us I think you make it's nice right
2: yeah you like that yeah that's cool I did that for you bro. (laughs) I did that for you brother
0: you know you mentioned the rookie coaching staff it's one thing when you go through a season with so much adversity and then you have a rookie head coach that makes it even more challenging what about Shane Steichen like we saw how much he meant after he left Philadelphia right we saw what happened to them what makes him so unique offensively and what's he like to play for.
2: What makes him unique, I think, is just the way he understands how to call the game and when to call a certain plays, and not get scared away from what his identity is. You know, the run game is something that he loves, like really, really loves the run game. And that's really his identity and everything kind of plays off of that. And it'll be times where it's like, you know, he wants to go for it no matter where we're kind of at. And the run game is probably going to be the main call. So I think just his identity to not get away from what he does, not get cute, just just go out there and have some dirty plays, grind them out, and that's his identity. And, you know, he's no-nonsense. Like, literally since the first day he came in, you know, OTAs, his, first, his whole first uh, speech in front of the team was just no-nonsense. And you can tell from right there that it was going to be totally different from what, you know, the two coaches we kind of had previously before
0: zach moss joining us breaking it down i mentioned you put up the best numbers of your career what i didn't mention is you did that after breaking your arm in training camp was that big season a matter of you getting a big opportunity or was it the result of a change in your mindset and maybe your training and preparation
2: uh i think everything just kind of lined up pretty nice you know like you said I, obviously i broke my forearm uh in training camp on the first day of full pads. so you know it was i was kind of like okay it's gonna be a little gray area here um but you know like I said, I think Coach Shane's offense, the run game, you know, being in the offense that is run dominant first, um, something I wasn't used to uh, previously uh, and things like that. But just being able to run the ball first and being someone that the team can count on and things like that, just giving me opportunity to go out there and do what I can do. Um, I was able to do that and you know I had a lot of good guys in front of me making a lot of uh, hay for me and things like that and I just try to make sure I can uh, do my best. <laughs> See, Zach, the
0: exact thing is it's a given it's the running back position right you've got to be greedy you have yeah. to be greedy because there's only one rock and carries are so hard to come by that said what's your relationship like with Jonathan Taylor because he was the
2: established RB1 yeah. RB1 when you got there what's it like between the two of you. Now we have a good relationship man um, you know I think we have a real good healthy competition right it's like. I'll see him do something and I'll try to add that to my game and vice versa and you know even if we're going through games and you know just figuring out a way okay what are you seeing right what are you seeing How's the defense trying to defend you and things like that so that way when it's my turn or it's vice versa you know we just have that communication where we're going out there trying to help the team win games because that's the most important thing
0: we're talking to Zach Moss now Zach timing is everything the best year of your career comes right as you head into free agency do
2: you want to stay in Indy how are you approaching the process yeah, I'm just approaching it, just being you know real grateful, blessed to be an opportunity, being this uh, you know going to this free agency with a chance to do something. Um, you know, if I go back to any, that'd be great. I love the city, love the team, love the staff there, loved everybody there. My time was really really good there. I've only been there for a year and a half, um, but it was great. Uh, so you know, if if I can get back there, that'd be great. If not, you know, you know, kind of just. How things work out, you never know. But, you know, like I said, I'm just grateful to be in this opportunity. So
0: you're in the opportunity. You'll see the process. I'm curious, as you look for your next opportunity, what are your
2: priorities? What's the most important thing to you? Uh, I think definitely winning. Um, Obviously, you want to win. You don't want to really kind of have to take a step back going into year five and things like that. But, you know, just I think big opportunities, winning, um, and then just kind of like family. You know, those things are the major things because at the same time, you know, I have a family and, you know, the living life is outside of that, you know, we want that to be, you know, pretty good as well.
0: I think that fans tend to forget that you're actually, (laughs) you're real, man. you got a real life. you got a family. The family factors in. Well, What is that like, balancing family and a career that's so demanding, man? Because you want to be there for your family. Family's always number one, but the job is so important. How do you balance these two things?
2: Yeah, I think it's it's a lot, um, but, you know, you know, having someone on your side, you know, your wife, girlfriend or whoever, you know, my wife uh, to do that life with is makes it real, real easy. Um, allows me to go out there and focus on my job and do that at a high level. So that way when it is that time for me to, you know, really pour in back into the family side, you know, I can just kind of feel right back in because she's done such a great job. So. You know, it can be challenging, but I think it's always about, you know, who the person is on your side.
0: It's that, and it's about being intentional and available, right, for every single moment. So you're always in that moment. So obviously the film does not lie. You mentioned you're getting ready for year number five. People know what you're about, but I want to get it right from the source. We can look at the film, but right from the source, (laughs) what is a team going to get in this version of Zach Moss if they sign them?
2: Yeah, just a guy who's going to put everything out there each and every week. Um great guy in the locker room, going to try to help the young guys as much as I can with as much knowledge as I've learned throughout the years Um, and try to be a vet that, you know, that was very similar to when I came into the league and guys helping me and trying to bring me along the right way and do the right things on and off the field. Um, You know, on the field, you know, I just want to go out there and just ball, man. I just want to have as much opportunity as I can to go out there and help a team win because at the end of the day, I just want to win. Nothing else all right so before you go I'm going to talk about why you're here get a really shiny Apple on the yeah. stage
0: I'm going to get to that in a minute I want to talk Super Bowl though one of the reasons you had such a big year is you had a lot of success picking up the hard yards after contact Chiefs running back Isaiah Pacheco is the same way how much do you respect the way he goes at it physically the physical style of running and that this guy gives nearly as well as he gets yeah. you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah no he, he runs super super hard man you need a guy like that on your team because that really can set the tone uh, for our offense. And for the team, the whole team, the defense feeds off of that and everything like that. Like people don't understand when you when you watch guys run that hard and just won't be denied, and you come back to the sideline and you got defensive guys on your own team telling you, man, like you're doing something, and you can get this from a lot of guys who are really good on that other side of the ball, and you know that feeds the offensive line. They like lo- they love to see you running that hard and just fighting for each and every yard. But he does it, I mean, like really, really hard, even when he.
0: Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58? DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, use the code ROME. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the code ROME. The crown is yours. You do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia Visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877 8HOPENY or text HOPENY 467 369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 889 7777 or visit CCPG.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Dude, he's so he violent, the ball.
2: right? Yeah, he's violent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's coming from somebody who plays the position really well. On the other side, given the fact that Christian McCaffrey led the league in rushing, and dude, given how versatile this guy is, I mean, are we talking about effectively yeah. the best back in the league right now?
2: Yeah, no, nah, Christian McCaffrey is so versatile, man. He's been doing it for so long, and I think just being in that offense, in that San Francisco offense, and the way they are able to use him, especially with the other pieces around him, it makes it so hard just to stay and key in on him versus how it was for him in Carolina. So he's literally in the perfect situation and they're using him to the to the right, you know, perfectly. Um and he stayed healthy, which is great as well to see and he's been doing his thing. So you're doing a great job breaking this down. So before I let
0: you go, I gotta have a pick. How do you think the game plays out? And who do you like?
2: Yeah. Uh I gotta go to Niners. I gotta okay. go to Niners. Um I've been fighting it all week. Uh I love the Chiefs. Obviously obviously Mahomes is great and all that. But I think the Niners just have, you know, the perfect storm. They've been very good, consistently for so long, um, and I think they get they get back from uh, the Super Bowl a few years ago. <laughs> All right, Zach Moss
0: joining us now. This apple over there, yeah. you've
2: teamed up with Sugar Bee
0: Apples. This is a really unique product. Break it down for me. What is it?
2: Yeah, so it's an apple uh, made by hunt, uh, bees. So it's it's so good. It's so sweet, man. Um, you know, it's one of the best apples I've ever had. Um, it's, it's just so sweet, Honeycrisp type apple, um, and I love it. And it's you know it's always part of my snack. All right. So where can they find it? You can find it anywhere, man. Go on Instagram at uh, Sugar Bee Apples and you'll have your whole apple bag right there and just go ahead and get right. All right. I
0: appreciate that, Zach. appreciate you. Always appreciate you coming on the program of in course. college, in the pros, starting to stuff on a big Friday, man. Good to see you. Good Absolutely. luck with everything. Thank up. you. And as soon as we figure out where you're going to be, you know, I'm going to look you up. Yeah. Hit me up. All right, man. <laughs> appreciate you. Dude. Yes, Thanks sir. so Thank much. You. So quick question. Why is old Trapper beef jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store and you reach for the beef jerky and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like... Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way, there's enough for everybody, the entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? All right, we interrupt the week that was, as I knew we would, because I found my guy. We are joined right now by the quarterback of the Houston Texans. He is also your Offensive Rookie of the Year. He had an enormous season, 4,100 yards passing, 23 touchdowns, only five INTs this year. He is just the fifth rookie in history to pass for 4,000 yards in a season. He set the NFL record for most passing yards in a game with 470 as a rookie. He led Houston to a divisional title. He appears courtesy of c For energy CJ Stroud joins me from Radio Row CJ my dude I want to say this you and I sat together one year ago this time and I'm pretty sure you made a much greater impression on me than I made on you because honestly I talked about that interview the entire year as you blew up and I guarantee you didn't think about me once but what's up my dude that's a long way of saying (laughs) what's up my dude it's great to have you back how are you I appreciate it man thanks for the kind words bro I appreciate it, too, dude. You won the Offensive Rookie of the Year award last night, CJ. No surprise there. But what did that moment mean to you? How did that feel?
3: You know, it meant a lot. Um, a lot of hard work was put in, not only by me, but my teammates and uh, a lot of people on my team just to help me get to that moment. And, you know, it's always special to to get an award like that. And um, I think the finalists, uh, with Jameer, Bijan, and Puka, you know, they were just as um, deserving as I was. So... Oh, you know, it was just a blessing to take the honor home.
0: CJ Stroud joining me right now. I would imagine, dude, I know you a little bit. You'd mention every single one of your teammates if you could, but I want to ask you about a couple. What about your guy, Will Anderson Jr.? He was named the Defensive Rookie of the Year. How hyped were you for him? And what's it been like going on this journey with him since you guys were taken back-to-back in the draft?
3: You know, it's, it's been um, a great journey. Um, it's been with... Been with Will since all the way back in April you know, when we got drafted. And, you know, it's really helpful when you can go through something like the draft process to rookie mini camp to OTAs to training camp um, with the guy that was picked right behind you. So, you know, I have a lot of respect for him. He works super hard. Um, he's a great friend, and,
0: you know, he's a hell of a player. He is a hell of a player. A great guy too. CJ Stroud joining us. I want to ask you something. D'Amico Ryan's waited a little bit before he named you the starter. He wanted to see how you would respond to competing for the position. He said a key moment was when he realized that the older players wanted to follow you. And that's when he knew that you were coming into the league that you would be the guy. You'd be fine. I'm curious dude. What was it like for you to lead grown men who have families and jobs on the line. What was your approach to leading those guys.
3: Yeah, it was honestly just be myself like i know i can't really relate to those guys with wives and kids and things like that but you know i can just be myself and be a natural leader and um that's what i think i've, I've been since i've been a child so um and the, and the guys bought into that and i just wanted to build trust you know i think the first step of leadership is building trust and i try to do that by just hanging out with guys talking and being cool with everybody in the locker room and you know, just really enjoying our time together because we're always together and you might as well get to like each other because uh, we'll be with each other for a long, long time. So it was really cool to be named the captain as well and
0: um, hopefully get to do it next year. It's a great honor. C.J. Stroud joining us. The Texans, you know this, they won a total of 11 games in the three seasons before you arrived. You led the team to 10 regular season wins and another in the playoffs. How were you able, I know you'll tell me, I didn't do it by myself, but how were you able to turn this thing around as quickly as you did?
3: Um, I really just think uh, the work that was put in, the, you know, and the main thing was probably just trust, you know, trusting my teammates, trusting my coaches, them trusting in me. And, you know, we got the job done. Uh, we came in every week uh, trying to just execute at a high level. And, you know, we knew that would take us home to to get wins. And uh, around just December and uh, January is when you want to stack those wins. And we got to do that.
0: CJ a couple of really quick things before I let you go before the Super Bowl last year you told me they used to get Venmo DMs from Ohio State fans with messages like quote <laughs> play better dude I mean I still can't believe that that was actually a thing have you gotten any more Venmo DMs from them and are they saying things now like we're sorry we were wrong we were morons you're a legend hell even we're proud of you any more DMs from those folks
3: yeah, you know, I've got a couple DMs like that, uh, a couple messages from people just apologizing, you know. But, Good. You know, it is what it is. You know, it made me a, a boy to a man. So, um, you know, and it's the, na- it's the nature of the game that I play and what I signed up for. And I still got a lot of love for Buckeye fans. And it's just not those few fans that, you know, spread a little hate at times. You know, it's a lot of fans that show a lot of love. So, you know, I love Ohio State. I love being a Buckeye. And
0: everything that was uh, that I learned back, back in school, you know, I'll take it and use it today. You're all class, dude. You're working with C4 Energy today. Lay that out for me. What are you doing with those folks?
3: Yeah, so I've been working with C4 for a long time now, all the way since college, and um, it's really helped me uh, maximize my potential as an athlete. Um, I use their uh, energy drinks all the way to the protein, all the way to the pre-workout, and um, it's NSF uh, certified, and um, it really does help me um, get up and have some energy even when uh, I may may not. So um, it's a great product, and I and I enjoy working with them, and it, uh, it's been amazing.
0: Good for you, dude. You had an amazing I got it year. Right here. This
3: my favorite, uh, my favorite um, flavor right here, bombcycle. Cool, so
0: you know. <laughs> I like it, dude. I like it. Listen, you had an amazing <laughs> year. I appreciate I you. It off. I appreciate you and I getting a chance to chop it up. The Texans, this is a huge, huge Texans house, and I've got a feeling it's going to be like that for a long, long time. CJ, great to have you back, man. Have a great week, and we'll do it again soon.
3: Thank you, man. Good seeing you again.
0: we are joined by the head coach of the denver broncos he is a super bowl winning head coach he was the nfl head coach of the year in 2006 he has nine seasons of 10 wins or more he has seven divisional titles he is a member of the eastern illinois hall of fame he is appearing today courtesy of zebra technologies he is sean payton he's gonna sit down right now sean my man Great seeing you. Great Great to see you. Dude, I'm proud to say, sit down, man. Take a load off. You and I have been doing this during Super Bowl week for years. Our history even goes back to when you were an assistant coach at San Diego State. You know I'm going to reset that. When you could actually pick up the show on the radio. So we go way back. 690. 690. 690.
1: It was 19. I'm going to say it was 1988. I was a graduate assistant there. 89. And then I came back. I was lucky enough to be Marshall Falk's running back coach in 1992. God, dude, how
0: dominant was he in college? Uh-huh.
1: He was unbelievable. He was, he was incredible. Rolling. How
0: dominant was he in college? <laughs> Every single week at State, man, he was amazing. He 300 like yards
1: like it was nothing.
0: Uh-huh. I, I'll never forget, when I think about Marshall Falk, I remember when they went up against Miami, I remember Gino Toretta being on the shoulders of his teammates, and I remember one of the live mics on TV caught him saying, take me to Falk, take me to Falk,
1: take me to Falk. If, if you remember that year, um, it really started off the whole season. Marshall was the front runner for the Heisman. Um, then he had a meniscus injury to his knee, missed the last couple weeks. And the last game of the season, Miami was playing at San Diego state, Jack Murphy stadium. And it was billed kind of as the, uh, the game to figure out who the Heisman trophy winner was. And unfortunately for Marshall, he wasn't healthy enough to play in that game. Um, and we all thought he thought that lead was so insurmountable. And, uh, and then Toretta won the Heisman. And that was, it took him a while. That was difficult because I, I think. I think everyone felt like he was the best player in college football.
0: Well, I don't there's any doubt that. You're, that's what it felt like. like You're right. Every single week, that guy would hit the ground, and you'd think he's going to run for 200 yards, 250 yards. Sean, before we talk about your season, I want you to throw your analyst hat on one more time for me. Sunday's game features Andy Reid, somebody you're close with. Kyle Shanahan, like you, a great, great play caller. These guys are in that elite group of play callers. So what do you notice when you watch their offenses play?
1: I, I think this – Look, they have a, they do a great job not only with the opening scripts, but they can sequence plays well. And and so, typically speaking, really really good offenses um, oftentimes will convert a new first down on first and second down. And so we look at CFL numbers. When, when you when you're in the CFL, you got to get a first down on first or second down. You punt on third down. So typically speaking, if if you look at the end of the season at your better offenses. They all have real good CFL numbers. They're, they're converting first downs on first and second downs. So, number one, both of these offenses are real good with their first and second down efficiency. So, the game might end, and normally you'd say, yeah, oh, we get to 14 third downs. It's, it's not unusual for an offense that's uh, really talented to have seven or eight third downs. And then secondly, um, you know, both of them are committed to running the ball a little bit differently but committed to running the ball, and Pacheco, you're seeing more of a gun run system that that uh, you know that that suits what they do, and then certainly with Kyle, they're under center and they're stretching the ball with so a little bit more gap scheme when you're looking at Kansas City, a little bit more zone scheme. But the thing I would say that I think is important in this game, and, and I've talked about it earlier this morning. You have one team that's playing hot, I think, and that's Kansas City. I mean, they, they have a home win to start the playoffs against Miami. We've seen this every year, all right? We've seen a hungry team travel and win. Buffalo travel and win. Baltimore. And here they are at this game. And then another team that really hadn't played as well as many no. of us expected. And I think defensively, the 49ers are going to have to play better than they have the last two playoff games. And that's just the truth. And I think Kyle would say the same thing. Um, whereas Kansas City and Spags, those guys have got one of the better defenses uh, in football. And, and you're seeing that week in and week out. I mean, they're tough in the secondary. They get pressure up front. They can test your passing game. So you have a hot team coming into this game and then another team that, that needs to get hot quick.
0: Sean Payton joining us I really appreciate that breakdown that was great I got to pick my spots because we don't have a ton of time together I want to ask you about this season I mean Sean you were one of the most competitive guys I know it's a results oriented business you don't want to lose but how much of this year was about you building and establishing the culture you want in Denver
1: well I mean a lot of it is and and it's a you know it's a we thing you know it's the staff it's the team it's the organization and I think one of the one of the bigger challenges is when you start off one and five and obviously you know a uh, like a horrific loss to Miami but you're one in five um, you know when you bring in a new message and have early success that's easy <laughs> don't buy in yeah but when you bring in a new message and man you're not having that immediate success it becomes more challenging and, and you know we we looked a little bit at Detroit the year prior where they were one in six They had, they had a tough stretch there but their takeaways numbers weren't that good. They were turning the ball over. And they flipped that script. They went 8-2 and two that year. And if you recall, they finished 9-8, and eight, a game short of the playoffs. They oh, yeah. were eliminated right before they beat Green Bay. And, and I remember, look, the one thing you need in our league, you have to have hope each week when you play. And I'm pointing out those numbers. And fortunately for us, our script flipped the same way. We started taking the ball away. You know, we had some big wins. We obviously had a chance to beat Kansas City at home, then went on the road to beat Buffalo. And that's what gave us a chance. Uh, and so before you learn how to win some of these tight games, you have to learn how not to lose games. Mm. And um, and so there's still, there's still ah, that uneasy feeling that there's so much left on the table relative to the year we had. Um, what happens when you do push back in a season like that and you, you get your head back up? above water the energy to to continue you, when you dig yourself in a hole in this league it's hard so this offseason is going to be important for us draft free agency uh, the questions around russell obviously what we're doing a quarterback all of those things are going to be vital to our success, not only in 24, but our success really in the next three or four years. Sean Payton joining us, breaking, his debt, breaking it down. So, Sean, what are you doing at quarterback? What's going to happen with Russ?
0: Can you see him starting for you next year?
1: That's a possibility. We said it after the year, and I, there are a lot of skeptics that are like, oh, you're you're crazy, He you didn't play the last two weeks. And, and I understand that. We needed a spark offensively. We, we weren't scoring. Um, here's what i know all right there's already been all these reports relative to the draft we don't start looking at the college players the coaches till monday Mm. all right so i couldn't tell you the jersey number of some of these top quarterbacks that i that i know are going to get drafted early in this draft so monday begins the the college we call it the front board meetings in the meantime we're looking at free agency we're looking at the the players that are going to be available on other uh, other teams but This puzzle, if you will, with the board flipped and flipped back upside down and you factor in salary cap, how much money, where your draft picks, the spots that we consider musts, like musts, quarterbacks a must, all right? And and that's to include is Russell a part of that or not? And as soon as we know those answers, then he'll know it and and we'll move forward. But there would be no other reason why for us to hold off on a decision like that until we gather the information on this draft class. In other words, the train tells us there's six quarterbacks, and well, who says? Who says? Right. In other words, you and I both know there might there might be one. Right. So who knows who says? Who who says? And and I don't believe them.
0: Okay, uh, fair, (laughs) completely fair. So let me ask you this then: We don't know who, we don't know which, but you know what you're looking for in a quarterback. Absolutely.
1: What are you looking for in a quarterback? I think it's important that they're quick processors. Um, Let me give you an example. Uh, And this was a strength of Drew's. It's a strength of Mahomes. Um, During any given play in seven seconds, he's going to point out the mic ID. He's going to send the receiver in motion. He's going to alert the back here for a check down. And he's going to alert Kelsey. It's cover zero. Like, he's a guy that gets in the car. And I'm the opposite now, right? I've got this new car. No, I'm dead serious, though.
0: I know where you're going with this. That's why I'm laughing.
1: I've got this new car, right? And I know how to turn the radio on. I get to my auto, 72 degrees, whatever that is, and I drive. All right, I never have it in, and these guys will you heat. You
0: don't go through your driving progression?
1: No, these guys will your heat. Your driving tree? They'll, they'll heat heat the back seats if you need it. They'll just, <laughs> they get to the 50 buttons that are available heat warmers seat warmers i have no idea where my seat warmer is but i know i have one right these guys got to be able to operate quickly in six or seven seconds it's the hardest thing for us to evaluate
0: well you know why sean because you made them read the manual but you didn't read your own manual
1: that's no, why I, I, that's exactly that's right. what it is dude i mean dude, you, dude you're all I'm up the in worst. somebody's business <laughs> if they don't know that manual front to back I, but then listen, you don't read it yourself come my, on man listen my wife gets so mad i hate reading directions I don't care if, like, this thing arrives. Dude, and dude, what, if, a- what if Russ said to you, man, I hate reading playbooks? Is that why you put a wristband on him, man? No, the wristbands are on everyone. I mean, okay. the wristband, listen, the wristbands are on Brady for all these years. Right. Here's why. If I give you a play and I said, hey, green right slot, Z motion, 22 Z and Y, go. All right. And then you, well... What there's, if I change that play? Then then how how would that grab you? Yeah, that wouldn't be real good. Yeah, I didn't All think. Right. I didn't think. But there's four seconds that I'm saving if I just said, hey, give me 22, Jim. Yeah, right, right. That I don't have to hear my – and so we're trying to get to the line, especially when we have these kill plays or packages or menus. Uh, you know, we, we've got a menu, Bahamas menu, where we got four pl- – I want the quarterback to be at the line with 12 seconds, and so –
0: Processing quickly. Yeah.
1: You want them to process that's, quickly.
0: That's fast. I see you working. All right. You are, man, I appreciate you so much, John. I could do this all day long. You're representing Zebra technologies today. Man, you better nail that. No, you it's better it's, nail, Listen,
1: you know the deal. Ten years at zebra, it's next gen. This came to our league really for production reasons. And we see Tyreek Hill run twenty-two miles an hour. <laughs> it's because he's got a chip in his shoulder pad. And, right. and here's the chip I got it in my pocket right now. So They put these chips in the shoulder pads. Um, Hey, Sean, what's your max speed? It's not good now. Listen. I mean, double digits, right? I ran a half marathon in Las Vegas right down this street. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Half marathon, Mandalay Bay, Old Town Vegas. It finished at the Bellagio. And for whatever reason, we had planned to go to train that night, like we were just running a little treadmill (laughs) workout. I had ice on my knees. But these things help us track just information. Uh, It's the same thing. It's the barcodes. We go to Target. We swipe something. That's the same company, and uh, this is 10 years they've been with the league. I've been with them for seven, and it's now in the footballs. It's now, I mean, it's everywhere, and and look, we all see kind of the direction it's heading relative to officiating. Um, we're wanting exactness, but my reason initially was just practice and player soft tissue injury. You know, how long have they been on the field? How fast are they going? Do we have to be alert? It's one thing to say, hey, we had a long practice. But What does that really mean? Right. The receivers, for instance, six and a half miles of practice normally. Brandon Cooks was at eight and a half. And, it, and I'm like, Brandon, how are you two miles? And then you start evaluating what he's doing, and you're like, all right, got to be smart here. So it's just a way to track player data. But we see it with next-gen stats, all of that stuff that's reported. They're in 21 personnel, 11. The receiver lines up in the slot because we got the marker here. That's what it is.
0: Embrace technology, man. It's there. You'd be foolish not to use it. 100%. Sean, appreciate you so much. Not only did you come back on the show, you made it here to the set. Appreciate that you and I go way back to the early days. Way then, back. Yeah, and, and Dude, you're always accessible, man. You never forgot it. So I really appreciate hey, you. Hey, appreciate you. You are the best, Good Sean. Good stuff, Jim. Good to see you. Thank Sean you. Payton, one of my favorites always. You're not going to get a better breakdown of the game either than that. oh, oh. oh. My thanks to Sean Payton. He was absolutely awesome. We're broadcasting live from outside the fountains of the Bellagio. Also, want to remind you if you like using debit over credit, don't you think it's time you also get rewarded? You now can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everybody with cash back on everyday purchases, no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com/slash cashback debit, Discover Bank member FDIC. All right, we roll right on. We are joined right now by a defensive end for the Houston Texans. He just wrapped up his rookie season. He was selected with the third overall pick by the Texans out of Alabama. He won a 2020 Natty. With Crimson Tide, he was a two-time Nagurski Trophy winner as the nation's top college defensive player. He had 45 tackles. He had 10 for a loss. He had seven sacks this year. He was named to the Pro Bowl this season. And on top of all that, he won the NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year Award last night. Of course, I'm talking about Will Anderson, Jr., big dude. Quite a season, quite a night. Dude, how you doing? How you living? I'm living great, man. I'm just super blessed to be here, man. It's just a... Awesome experience, man. I'm just taking it all in. Dude, you got to, man. I'm so happy to see you. It's a lot, though, right? It's a lot. How do you slow this thing down and make sure that you're intentional and you enjoy every minute? Because there is a lot going on. Man, I'm just enjoying everything, enjoying every
4: interview, enjoying every relationship, enjoying Dude, every. Dude, never change, man. I hope you're
0: though. always like that. I love that. <laughs> he just said, "I'm enjoying every interview, man." Never change. That is great. That is great. Finish that thought, though. You're enjoying every interview, everything. What else? Just. Everybody I get to talk to and, you know,
4: come in contact with and, you know, just just to keep a smile on my face and make somebody's day, man, It just
0: It's beautiful. Dude, you're the best. I love that. So your GM, Nick Casario, came on my podcast yesterday. I consider him a really close friend. Your teammate, C.J. Stroud, came on earlier in the hour. So this is a huge Texans house. I love (laughs) you guys. I love the team. Since you and C.J. are always going to be linked together, I asked him about you, since you're going to always be linked together because of where you were taken in the draft, what's your relationship like with him, and how would you describe the impact he's had on the whole team?
4: Yeah, man, our relationship is great, man. Just to have a brother like that, man, he's just... He's an unbelievable guy. Like, the football is the football, but his personality, who he is every day from the moment he gets to the building until he leaves, it's the same guy all the time. And just getting to work with him, build that relationship with him, build that bond with him, man. Um, the way he commands the locker room the way he just put this team on his back and he led us so many games man and won us so many games it's been fantastic to be
0: a part of Will Anderson Jr. joining me I'm sure he would say the same thing about you in terms of energy and consistency and being the same way every single day I want you to be real with me dude you're really up, upbeat you're very happy But when you were drafted by the Texans you had to realize they won three games the year before yep. were you bracing for any kind of adversity any kind of tough times or coming from Alabama did you only know know winning and did you just assume this is the way it's going to be this is the way it's always, always is
4: that's the only thing you know is winning like going into it but it was like once they dropped the cj it was like okay we got a quarterback that was the best thing about it like we had got a quarterback and then just me being there too it was like an even better situation so but like once i got to be around coach D'Amico and be around the guys in the locker room like that i said like watching the games last year there wasn't a lot of tight games They just didn't have that structure, that foundation that we have this year to pull out those games. And I think that's what we had this year. We had a structure, we had foundation, we had the right type of guys in the locker room to win games and to do better than they did the year before. So
0: how much of that is D'Amico? When I talked to Nick, he also said the thing about D'Amico that he likes best is, man, he's authentic. He's authentic, he's Mm -hmm. real, he's like that every single day. So when you talk about they finally had some structure, how much of that is about the head coach? Yeah,
4: all of it, all of it. I think that's one thing you have to have coming into a new program and being a head coach like you have to have some type of foundation like when things go wrong what are we leaning on like what is what is one thing we're going to do and swarm that was his baby like if all things go fail everything goes the one thing we're going to do is swarm and it just it get me juiced up talking about it right now because but that's
0: all I know. can you I know what you're talking about <laughs> for those who don't quite follow that what do you mean by that like what does swarm represent
4: man swarm is just a like just all 11 guys get into the ball man like that swarm mentality like bro like Everybody's attacking, everybody's going, like,
0: nonstop from the first quarter to the last quarter for however long it takes, we're getting the job done. Will Anderson Jr. is joining us right now. You know, I'm curious, you had two great, great defensive-minded coaches, two totally different dudes now, right? Yeah. Nick Saban and D'Amico Ryans, we know this, they're different guys. But yeah. how are they similar?
4: The competitive edge that they have. Like, they never want to lose. They bring that same passion every day. Like, that's why it was so easy, because it's like, oh, like, oh, this, this is normal. Like, this is what I'm used to. I like this, like. But, like, he's the same, like, on edge guy. And preparation is really big with both of those guys. Like, how we prepare for practice, practice is always going to be harder than the game. It's how you play, right? How you practice, how you play. Yep, 100. Is it, is practice tougher than the game? Is that the way it's set up? Yes, 100. It's still the same. The intensity, like, I think that's why it was so easy for us rooks, because the intensity of practice made it so much easier going to the game where we can just let loose, be free,
0: and go play our best ball. Will Anderson Jr. joining me on the set right outside the Bellagio. Dude, I gotta ask you something. So Nick Saban joins the cast of ESPN's College Game Day. I'm into It, man i hope i hope my man and you know him better i hope he turns it loose i hope he lets it rip but let me ask you something if he's always telling the media man stop feeding my team rat poison stop feeding my team rat poison dude if he is now the media is he not the rat poison himself now
4: ah uh, are you okay 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 I see, I see what you did there i see what you did there i see what you did i like it i like it i like it he is the rat poison now that I'm thinking right? about it. Because right? he's gonna go with Bama every time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly,
0: right? That's the funniest thing of all. If he's gonna go with Bama every time, that's the exact thing that he was always pushing back so hard on, man. The rat poison. Bro. My man, my man is a giant ball of rat poison now. Bro, he doesn't he probably doesn't even know what he signed himself for for. <laughs> I think he probably does, man. That's that's really funny to me. All right, so really quickly, turning to the Super Bowl, you know what it takes to get to the quarterback, man. Yeah. You set a Texans record for sacks by a rookie. How much for that? Said, how much respect do you have for Chris Jones and how disruptive that dude is? Man, like it's it's a pleasure getting to see a lot of
4: guys on tape as we get prepare for different opponents. And he's always a guy that flashes on tape, man. I mean they have him on the edge, they have him inside. He does everything. Like, he's a jack-of-all-trades, man, and he's just going to be, like, a a big factor in this game, man. Like, if you don't stop him, he can wreck a game plan, man. And, you know, I wish him all the best, man. He's a phenomenal player, phenomenal guy, man. And I know he's going to have a great game.
0: All right. So, what about the Niners? They've got some ballers on that side as sure. well, led by Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. How do you mm-hmm. see the matchup of their front seven yeah. against Patrick Mahomes?
4: Yeah, I think they're going to do a great job. You know, I think they have what it takes to go out there and dominate the line of scrimmage and go get home and get to the quarterback. Like I said, I think they've been playing together for like four or five years. So they're locked in. They have that chemistry. They know what it takes. They've been there before. They remember that feeling. And I think they're going to go out and all
0: right, so you've got some downtime right now before OTAs roll around. What are you gonna do, man? I mean, are you right back at it right now? Are you kind of resting, recovering? How are you approaching this downtime, which you earned? Man, I'm just resting and recovering right
4: now. It was a long season. Like this is the first time like my body's actually had a break. You know, in college you got spring football, summer football, all that classes. So man, right now I'm just resting my body and really just getting the treatment and everything that I need to really like get the little nagging things and stuff
0: to go away. I mean, it's kind of tired and it's kind of playable but I'll ask, that rookie wall, is that a real thing? Is it a real thing, and did you hit it? I don't think so. What? I don't
4: think it's a real thing. I think, you know, for me, like, I was just so eager to keep learning and keep growing and just seeing the improvement from the first game to the last game. And that's what kept me going. I had great vets that just taught me so much that I was just so appreciative of it. And it was like, bro, I'm going to keep going. Like, <laughs> I'm not hitting a wall. Like, I'm starting to take strides in this.
0: Yeah, if you see progress, mm-hmm. you're motivated, right? You uh, want to keep working. You want to keep winning. working. And you're winning. <laughs> and you're winning. All right, so there's no such thing as a rookie wall. You didn't see it. How about that welcome to the NFL moment? Did you have one of those? Yes. I, I, I ain't going to lie. It was probably...
4: My real walk into the NFL moment was probably when we played the Browns and I got chipped and I'd like, uh, he had chipped me and I like did a whole like front flip and I couldn't even celebrate my teammates because like I was trying to deal with my ankle and it had hurt so bad and I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, yeah, this is what you do. Were were you
0: pissed or were you like, hey man, uh, this is how it is? I was just laughing at it,
4: bro, because I was just like, this really just happened to me on national television? <laughs> that
0: stuff didn't happen to me, man. <laughs> did, just, did, you, did you really think in that moment, yo, everybody just saw what happened to me I, on national television? I Is that, that what goes through your mind? Literally, that's the. Oh, well, I was
4: rolling on the ground. I was like, bro, no way. I just did a flip <laughs> on national television, bro.
0: You were the absolute best. <laughs> Dude, so break it down really quickly. What about a prediction? What do you think this thing's going to come down to on Sunday? Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going with 49ers. I got 24
4: 17. I think it's going to be a close one. I think it's going to be a really heavily defensive game. Both t- both teams
0: are going to play great defense. But I think um, 49ers are going to pull it out. Do you, do you think, I mean, we know the Chiefs are playing great defense. Dude. Yeah. They are playing great defense. The yeah. 49ers have not been playing great defense. Do you think they will Sunday?
4: Yeah, most definitely. It's, like I said, they remember that feeling from the last time they played them. And I
0: think they're going to be locked in and get the job done. All right, my man. I appreciate the energy so much, dude. It's really, it's you. great talking to you, man. You, you're picking me up. I love the energy. You make things better. And I really appreciate you making time, Will, to come on the set and do what you just did, man. Appreciate thank you, big dude. Thank you. I appreciate you for having me. Yes, sir. Let's do it again next year. Let's do it. I'm doing, Whether you want to or not, we're doing it, dude. <laughs> okay, it. I'll All be right. here. Is do a Big Head Bet segment. James Kelly and I, because I'm in Vegas, and he's not here. He and I have not been spending a lot of time talking about the matchup, but it's time to get into it right now. He joins me via the phone lines. Head,
5: what's going on? How you living? How about some beatus Mac, on the way out? Is that going to work or no? That's no,
0: no. If you, if you have to ask, the answer is no, Head. No No beatus. No J Nation. None of that, dude. You already
5: know the answer to the question. Okay, thought I'd try. Thought I'd try, but everything's great. Everything's great. You guys look good. Dude, you sound like crap. Do I? It's on my phone, man. I know.
0: I know. We took your comrex, dude. We took your comrex. All right. So, hey, I, I finally found somebody else that picked the Niners. Zach Moss. Zach Moss Mm -hmm. started the program off. He's rolling with the Niners. Literally nobody here is. I'm not kidding you. Everybody I've talked to, Head, either on this show or off this show, is riding with the Chiefs and for mostly Uh the same exact reasons. But you and I haven't talked about it. Break it down, brother. Who you got, who you like. And is the number still two? Brother.
5: Yes, the number is still two. Uh, my fam, the San Francisco 49ers, are favored by that. It stayed there. Um, but real quick, you know the one factor everyone has failed to mention this week, Jim, that has to be concerning for my step bro, the Forrester factor. That guy in that city, that city full of blow and skank, um, it has to be a little concerning for my brother, I would think. Um, has anyone seen Forrester Mother. out there, by the way? You're too much, dude.
0: Uh, no, I think he's here doing his – has anybody seen him? Yeah, probably the other coaches, probably the players. If you're asking, have any of the clones seen him, seen him going full Hoover? Not that I've heard, dude.
5: I, I'm wondering if they're going to fly him in on Sunday maybe. But uh, anyways, the game – No, I think
0: he's here already doing what he does. That's, that's and not dangerous. That. That's dangerous. Are you, are you going to talk about the game at wrong. all? Or to just talk right about now, one guy who it? had one really bad night involving blow – <laughs> and a hooker. It's a typical anyway. night in
5: Vegas for him. But, um, anytime, yeah, head. Anytime, head. Anytime. The game right now. San Francisco ranks 32nd in the past. We know this in the NFL. They want to run the ball. The KCD struggles to stop it. We know that. I can't see Kyle pulling a Todd Monken and abandoning his running game unless they are Monken, way behind. Dude. Monken. 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 Missed that one. Uh, they man. are 12-1 and when Christian McCaffrey hits 75 yards rushing or more. That's the plan. Now can Big Clock Brock get it done? Well, remember, six fulls beat Bacon 46. It can be done. Uh, Like what I did there? Thought I would fit that one in. No, I don't
0: like what you do ever. No, I did not like what you did there. And just so you know, when you ask me, did you like what I did there, what you're really asking is, did you see what I did there? I did, head. You're not hard to figure out.
5: Keep going. Um, yeah, I'm going with Kansas City, though, Jim. Because oh, of, yes. you are not head. Yes, I'm going against the family here, and it's because of Steve Patty and the fellas put up 42 points in San Francisco last season against D'Amico Ryan's D. How uh, he now gets Steve Wilts' defense that's gone Joe Namath of lately. The last five really. games they've played, not counting the season finale yeah. against the Rams. They've allowed 355 yards and almost 25 points a game. That's damn near Arizona Cardinals numbers. And in the playoffs alone, their defensive EPA per play would rank last in oh, the God. NFL over an entire season. And as we know, they do have the talent to be elite. But do we really think they fix that against Pat and this offense? I don't. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, who is now 10-1-1 as an underdog ATS, he's 9-3 as an underdog outright. I hope I lose the bet because of the fam and I have a future plus 1,000 for San Francisco that we Ooh. hit at the beginning of the season. That's right. But business That's is right. business. I'm taking the point in Pat.
0: So, head, what happened to if everybody in the world is going one way, you have to go the other way?
5: Yeah, I know. And it, I thought about it all season, wow. the last two weeks about doing it, but I just can't do it. Not only is the public going, for Casey, I think the smartest people I've been around is all on Casey, too. And it makes do sense that. when you look at all these numbers. I And honestly, Jim, straight up makes a lot of sense, too, because 29 of the last 30 Super Bowls, the straight up winner has covered. So I'm like, ah. Uh. Got to go, Casey. I'll take the two point. I'll tell you what I'm expecting. First of all, appreciate that.
0: I'm expecting a great game. This is not one of those ones that I really struggled and went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, for the record, two weeks in a row, I bet against Pat and got worked. I mean, how many times are you going to bang your head against the wall? The dude is just different. And you know me. I'm a big Brock Purdy guy. I'm looking at this thing on paper. The 49ers, to me, obviously have more talent. They obviously are more explosive. They obviously want to get back after getting done a few years back. I mean, they're well-coached, they want it badly, but Patrick, Patrick, Mm -hmm. Patrick Mahomes, that's my objection, that's how I manage every single objection, I'm not betting against this guy, and if you're telling me, not only am I not betting against this guy, but if you're telling me I get points and this guy, I'm doing that all day long, I smashed that thing early, 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 long before I got here, so I'm with you, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs as much as I like the Niners and respect them, are you playing any prop bets, or are you just going to play ATS?
5: No, props loaded here. i got a bunch Hit of me. for you. Hit me. Yes. Debo Samuel, over 16.5 yards rushing. This is the Super Bowl. He's got all offseason to recover. Expect him to get a few carries. Let's add a plus 135 anytime score for Debo as well. I think Chris Jones, big Chris Jones game here. Fags goes cover zero a lot more than anyone. That won't work against Kyle's offense, so the front four of KC has to win, and Jones is going to go up against inferior players. Plus 120. Over .25 sacks for Jones. Whoa, whoa, dude, over 2.5. Over .25, yep. Okay, oh, .25. I was going to say, what are you
0: talking about? All right. All day long, .25.
5: Yep, same number for Chase Young as well. He's taken a lot of heat the past two weeks for being extremely undisciplined. All fair, and he hasn't gotten to the quarterback in four games. But the attention Nick Bosa will create on the other side, I think it frees him up over .25 at plus 250 money. Over Marquez Valdez Gantling, one and a half receptions. Uh, Over, let's do a punt here. Mitch Wisnowski, over 55 and a half yards. Come on, dude. A punt prop. Punt prop. It's a Super Bowl. We got to put them all out there. They're 2,000 feet above sea level. I like that one, too. <laughs> um that's probably about it right there that's all right dude
0: i like there. it so all right because it was kind of you know i jumped in a couple of times start from the top run it all down who are you hitting on sunday top to bottom
5: chiefs plus two props devo over 16 and a half yards rushing and anytime touchdown chris jones and chase young over 0.25 sacks MVS over one and a half receptions and mitch Wischnowski. Longest punt over 55 and a half yards. And I'll add one more to here, Jim. Christian McCaffrey over 33 and a half yards receiving. Dude, you are getting down. You're hitting that thing hard. I love it, head. It's been another
0: great year. Have a great game. Let's get paid. Let's get down, head. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks so much.
5: Yeah, you too. You want me to come out and close any business deals out there? Are you good?
0: No, dude. I I don't want you to. That's why I haven't asked. Okay, okay. All
1: right. Thank you, Ed. Goodbye. Good night now!